Everyone has a story, and I believe that sharing your story has the power to connect people. I'm a working mom, wife, and seeker, and nothing lights me up and brings me more joy than having meaningful conversations. And one of the things I love to talk about is psychedelics. In December 2021, I experienced my first psychedelic journey with psilocybin. It was one of the most profound events in my life, and it opened me up to a deeper spiritual growth and helped me to heal. And now, talking to those who've experienced the therapeutic magic of psychedelics and hearing about their personal journey has become my passion. Mindful Trip is a safe space to have conversations that demystify and destigmatize the use of plant medicines. Conversations that allow us to have deeper connections with ourselves and others. I hope that sharing these intimate, funny, and inspiring stories helps you find the answers you're looking for. A wise friend said to me, all you can do is follow the threads and see where it takes you. So I hope you'll join me in unraveling the threads, staying open, and trusting the journey. This is Mindful Trip. Mindful Trip content and the views, thoughts, and opinions of the host, guests, and contributors is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal advice or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Consult with the medical provider or mental health care professional about your health-related questions. Mindful Trip does not encourage illegal activity, including but not limited to the illegal sale, purchase, or use of controlled substances. Hi, and thanks for joining. Today, you're in for a treat. You get to hear from my friend Amy, who is mystical and witchy in the best way. She talks about her magic mushroom journeys, messages from Metatron, and so much more. Amy Nolte is a professionally trained improviser and metaphysician. Her business, Improvise Magic, offers crystal, sound, and energy therapies, as well as quantum improv. She's a lifelong learner, lover, and practitioner of all things left of center, and brings fun, heart, and an endless supply of open-mindedness anywhere she goes. Your support means a lot, so please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. I'd also love to hear what resonates for you, so send me your comments. Hi, Amy. Hi, man. Good morning. Hi. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Happy to. I love what you're doing here. I think it's great. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's start off. Tell me, what was going on in your life that led you to explore doing psychedelics? Well, I had sort of an amazing out-of-body experience, not on psychedelics, that (laughs) sort of propelled me into doing some energy healing work and going down that rabbit hole of all different types of healing and connecting. I have a decent-sized family, and most of us are pretty progressive in our mindsets and thoughts. And I had a nephew who makes truffles, which are a type of psychedelic. And he's like, Aunt Amy, you would love this. Give it a try. And I did. And it seemed to put all of those experiences that I had, like with the out-of-body experience, 
the energy work I was doing, it just all came together in that moment in trying that experience. And it made me just want to try more and more. So tell me if you can talk about maybe one psychedelic experience in particular, and what was it about that particular psychedelic journey that was impactful for you? Well, the one I'd like to talk about is the one that I took with my friend, Eric. We are friends that met online. He's a very popular content creator on TikTok. And I joined his Discord server. Like I just jumped in and started talking to him, got to know him, found out at the time he was staying close by. He was staying in New Jersey, so right across the river. And I'm in upstate New York, so only about two and a half hours away. His platform is expanded consciousness, Mm -hmm. connectivity. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. I'm not going to say it's like 5D stuff, but it is. <laughs> it's, okay to it's okay if you right. do, because I love 5D stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, he teaches a lot of people such wonderful stuff about themselves. Sometimes in life, you say, "Could I? should I go down to New York and spend time with a stranger and his friends and do drugs? Or do I just <laughs> stay home? And I, I yes, and it's a funner opportunity. <laughs> And we have such a great dynamic as friends. We have a lot of things in common. We have matching moles on our bodies. And I have a particular fondness for Arcturus, as does he. And we talk about that stuff a lot. And when I went to New York and we sat out on the balcony and it was just such a moment of feeling the connectivity in everything. We were right across the river from Manhattan. So beautiful, beautiful view, Mm. the river, the lights, everything coming together. And what felt really powerful is we were sitting out there on the balcony and, you know, you live in New York. It's kind of rare to see stars sometimes because of those bright lights. And I looked up and there was a bright, bright star in the sky. In my head, I was like, I bet that's Arcturus. And (laughs) sure enough, we're both nerds. We got our phone apps out. We're like, yes, that's what it is. (laughs) But what was really interesting about that is the way that we were seeing the landscape, the way it sort of brushed everything as flat and heightened Mm -hmm. both at the same time, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. It was such a moment of everything being right in the world, being with the right people, feeling a deeper connection than just somebody that you know as a friend. It was the first experience. um, Like I do past life regressions in part of my business. And there are some people who really have a connectivity to past lives on earth. There are some people who have a connectivity to things bigger than that. And most of the people in my life now, I really feel solid that they are part of soul family, that they've come into my life for a reason. And a lot of that has to do with the dynamics we have shared on earth. Mm -hmm. And in that moment with that friend, I had a knowing that we knew each other from not here. Um, And it's really shaped a lot of what has come next in my life. So 
I could go on about, you know, seeing the fractals and dynamics and things. Those were just beautiful things that happened as part of that trip. But just this deep inner feeling of like, brother, I don't know how many times Mm. I've known you, but it goes beyond this. It was a really powerful thing for me. The following days after, just kept feeling like I was getting some downloads, like I was getting information that confirmed that. What were some of the downloads that you were getting as you were in the journey? So I was starting to see that I have a deep connection with my guides, my spirit team, things that matter to me. I think for anybody, you can either think those things are psychological, you can Mm -hmm. think those things are spiritual. They're probably a little bit of both. You never take anything into a trip that you didn't already have. And I just really started to see the big picture. It gave me this ability. And this is how I try to explain it to people who might come to see me and want to talk to me about their struggles. And often we are like under a glass. And this was the imagery that came. So that's why I'm sharing this story. We're under a glass Mm. and we can see what's out there. We just can't get it. And our problems sort of fill up in that glass. It really taught me that the best of who we are or who we define ourselves in this skeleton suit is way, way out there. We are so much more than the physical body. and. I feel that some of that mindset of just the here and now and everything's falling apart and feels terrible and rotten has to do with feeling like you're under a glass. You can see the world out there, but you can't connect to it. You're being surrounded and filled up by the things that really bother you. And I felt like the trip just lifted the glass. It let me pull away from things that I was experiencing. It let me see the big picture. They talk a lot in meditation. It's about observing the observer. If you're thinking this, who's thinking that? It really connected me to that very outer rim that saw all of this like a play, like a role that we're playing, like these experiences that we're choosing. And sometimes that gets into... Not everybody's ready to hear that. Some people don't like hearing that at all and feel like if you're not recognizing the pain and suffering that's under that glass, that you're somehow diminishing it or telling people that they chose that. When you span out, you realize we chose all experiences. We choose everything that happens to us, at least those big chunks of life and being able to see it from so far away just changed everything it allowed me sometimes in my head to say things like amy why are you choosing this experience like what are you trying to gain out of that those aren't things that i might have thought of before i might have been like what the heck am i doing why is this happening like it just put me at ease to be able to think of things that way so What resonated for me as you were telling the story about your psychedelic journey, and it was with psilocybin, right? It was with magic mushrooms? Yes. So you talked about past lives, 
and that you also do past life regressions and that your friend that you ended up doing it with, that you guys have the same mole in the same spot? Similar. Not exactly that. We both have specific constellations on our bodies that they don't line up, but they are very connected. I was reading a book (laughs) connecting to the Arcturians after this experience and the constellations that we both have are on the cover of that book. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Did you guys discover that like immediately when you first met or after you had known each other for a little bit? Uh, I think it came out a little bit after we first met. You couldn't see it on camera, but mine is like I have the Big Dipper on my left forearm. And I feel bad that I can't remember offhand. I think it's Ursa Major that he has on his chest. You know, whatever it is that matched and that they were on the cover of that book together. That was just amazing to me. And I've not had that with anybody before. I've not had that. Like, wow, we have sort of these space tattoos together. Yes. You know? Well, that's not a coincidence that you guys met. I mean, I believe no. that, right? There are no coincidences. What I want to share is, so the woman who ended up guiding me for my first psilocybin journey I had never met her before. The first time that we meet, we just immediately connected. We were sitting and talking. She said to me, I noticed immediately that you have, because you can't really see it on camera, but I have freckles under my left eye. And Mm -hmm. when you kind of connect the dots, it's Orion. And she, on her leg, also has Orion. And she told me that she's always been drawn to and connected to other people who have Orion that Mm -hmm. constellation on their body in some form. I absolutely believe that they're like identifying Mars almost, right? Right. (laughs) Right. You know, kind of where, what star seed and what star system you're from. I mean, I really believe that. (laughs) I do too. hundred (laughs) percent. If you asked me five years ago, it'd be like, yeah, okay. But now I'm all in. So clearly, Amy, you are very spiritual. Yes. I want to know... Was this something that you were raised with? Was your family spiritual? Or is this something that you got into in your 20s and your 30s and on? It was a progressive path. As a young person, I grew up watching my mom have special ability. Mm-hmm. She could do psychometry. She could take someone's object and read it. I saw people come to the house. They wanted to know things and she could see things. Sometimes Saturday nights, we'd have not so much my dad, but my older brother and his friends. They would come over. We should do tarot and Ouija board stuff. Like, it was the 80s. Anything goes. I grew up not fearful of those things. I grew up knowing that the world is much different than I expect. It wasn't until 90s where I took some of that stuff into my own hands I was like, I really like what I'm seeing. I love paranormal stuff, metaphysical stuff. I've always loved it. And I started practicing like Wicca and it opened up another dimension for me. It wasn't the power of the witch type of thing. It was the, I am connected to all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to the earth and the water and the air and the fire. And it was just building blocks. But life 
comes at you fast. You have to work and pay bills and be an adult and learn how to do things. That spirituality sort of got put in the back seat for a while. Mm. And my first husband was not supportive of any of that. He saw it as the devil's work, which Mm. made me really sad. And I had a young daughter at the time and I wanted her to have that. I wanted her to know that you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into a particular spirituality. It's all connected. Right. That got shut down and I just went into survival mode. But as she got older and that relationship disintegrated, I came into it again. Not specific Wicca, not doing witchcraft, just being connected to that part of myself again. And it felt so good to be home. It did. So how did doing the psychedelic journey for you with magic mushrooms, how does that connect to your spirituality? Although I would look to the cosmos, constant sky watcher, always have been. Look to the heavens with questions and thoughts. Most of my spirituality felt like it was limited to the Earth's atmosphere, right? Like just everything of the world that I could mentally connect to and appreciate and enjoy. And then the psilocybin was like, hey, guess what? It's not just this. It's this. (laughs) That just expanded the spiritual essence of myself even deeper. And I think the crux of it is you see our world right now, like we're all under that glass. There were like mad fighting hornets, right? If we can pull ourselves out more, the further out we go, the chances are that we can connect more deeply. We can see bigger. We can get beyond these roles and choices we make down here in earth school and really push it far, far out. I think that vibe is what's going to change the world. So during this journey, Mm -hmm. I know you had talked about obviously visuals. You were seeing fractals in different colors. Mm -hmm. What was the feeling like in your body as you were going through this experience? It made me want to embrace some of the physical aspects of my body. Like it heightened my senses. It heightened my hearing. I felt like I could hear people on the street. It just turned everything up a little bit Mm. uh, for me. I wanted to be in my body in all kinds of ways in that moment. And that's not a comfortable place for me. I used to be over 400 pounds Mm. and I could not be in touch with my body. And as that dynamic changed about me, I still never really got over that part. And the psilocybin dumped me back in, like said, hey, embrace those physical aspects about you. This is just a role you're choosing. This is just a skin suit you have on. Like, enjoy it. I wasn't actually in a place or time where I could enjoy it as deeply maybe as I would have wanted to. But that it just woke something up in that aspect for me. So even though it was connecting me so far out, it was also bringing me right back here, if that's mm. making sense. No, that makes sense. So do you have psychic abilities? And if you do, did the journey 
enhance your abilities after you came out of the experience? I would say that it did. I am a psychic intuitive and I am trying really hard to turn that dial up more where my personal struggle in that is I've spent a decade and a half doing performance improv, Mm. long form, short form, musicals, being in the moment, writing, directing, acting all in one fell swoop. It's almost the same muscle, the right hand side of your brain. And I struggle with, am I being creative, like getting something creative in the moment, or is it something Mm. really intuitive? Mm. I'm still trying to separate the two because when I do get something, it's clear audience. So I'll hear it come in. Sometimes it's in a different voice or I'll see a vision, but it lasts a second and tells a fantastic story. I just can't turn it on and off like Mm. I want to and I'm working on that and also separating the two it heightened my ability to sense things in doing energy work so that I will say it dialed it up on I'm able to feel a knot in the body without touching it I'm not a medical intuitive I can't look at you and be like oh whatever you have this that but I can hone in a lot better than I could before What was your hesitation in really honing your psychic intuitive skills? What was holding you back? Because it sounds like after that psychedelic journey, your abilities were enhanced. I think there's a lot of factors to that. Because I grew up in a household where those things were possible and at the same time spent a lot of years being creative in the moment. And I don't know as if I was held back per se, but I wasn't disciplined about it. Like I still, right now I'm taking like a seven week crash course in intuitive abilities because of that, because I get Mm -hmm. so much intel and my intel comes in a very quick moment And I see a story with it. I was taking shamanic journeying lessons on the other side of this experience. And one of the things that I said to my teacher was, I feel like I get so much intelligence in just a moment. It can't possibly be real. Mm -hmm. And he put it so perfectly and simply. He's like, Amy, we're not that smart. Like we couldn't do that. So believe in it. So it's a little bit of self-belief too. And I wish I could turn it on and off. I'm working on it. And I will always be working on something. I love all of it. I want all the things. That's what I always say. I want to learn all the things. Oh my God. I love all of that too. I mean, everything that you talked about, tarot and astrology, numerology, psychic abilities, intuitiveness, and Mm -hmm. mediumship. I mean, I love all of it. Anybody who has any of those abilities, even just a little bit, I just naturally gravitate towards them because I'm just like, I have found my people. Yes. (laughs) Here we are. Come. I know. Come. I know. So how many other psychedelic journeys have you done? I would say I am probably at the eight or 10 mark. I haven't done a lot of them. What I would really love is to sit 
in a ceremonial journey. You know, I don't want to think of it as like, you know, there's nothing on tonight, so let's do a trip. Like, I want it to be special. <laughs> of course. That means a lot to me because it's such powerful medicine. My older brother, the one I mentioned earlier, who's always been along for the ride in terms of metaphysics and the open-mindedness, he passed away unexpectedly last mm -hmm. year. The mushrooms, I had some microdosing. That helped me survive that experience. Wow. I took them for a little while. In the aftermath of his passing, legitimately between when he passed and when he was buried, because it was like 10 days, I kept hearing him in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is, you know, some neurodivergent way of helping me cope with grief or if it's really happening. So I tried to stay with the medicine in that, not to shut it off, but just right. to help me separate it. But you will never be able to convince me otherwise that I was not talking with my brother. And the medicine helped so deeply after that. And that's, I think, another really strong reason to advocate for their use. It helped me from suffering under the glass. Seeing that he was out there, he went on, he had a life review, he had all the things that we think happen, happen, you know, I love that. You were definitely getting the downloads and you were hearing him. I mean, I really yes. believe that. Did he come to you in your dreams while you were microdosing? Yes, he did. He came to my dreams. I felt like some very poignant things came to my dreams he's buried in las vegas mm -hmm. and that whole time that we were out there celebrating him he was right there with us and the minute i got home that was gone that wow. was shut down i think i came back september 7th or something september 10th i was sitting in a spirit circle i'm like where's david i want to know where my brother is and the medium was like, he's here, but he's not. There's mm -hmm. something happening. And in that time, since he was gone, I felt I was communicating with this higher aspect of him. And it kept coming through Syrian. It, I even have a ghost radar. And it would say that, David, oh Syrian, oh Syrian. And that was like, I'm connecting with this higher aspect of him whom I don't know in this life. It was just wild. The world is so juicy and wild and wonderful. And I can't understand anybody who wouldn't just explore all the things, right? It's so I fun. Totally agree. I totally agree. It's multidimensional. The multiverse yes. exists. It's it does. Not just, it's not just a Marvel movie. <laughs> no, it not. really does exist. I mean, even quantum physics now, science is catching up, right? Quantum physics, string theory, mm -hmm. quantum entanglement. Those are all rooted in spirituality. Like I know people who are scientific don't want to believe that, but that is the truth. It is grounded in esoteric, <laughs> so it esoteric beliefs. Absolutely is. You know, Joe Dispenza talks about mind movies, creating a tangible experience. There's this great intersection that I have, I call it quantum improv. I'm trying mm. to get the world to buy into it, but it's- Oh, I love it. Let's take something you are dealing with and let's project it out. Let's play in that space. Let's talk about it. 
and let's do a scene. Let's push that healing out there. Let's play as if it has happened. It's a hard thing to explain. It's a hard thing to get people's buy-in on it. But that's really what I would love to do for the rest of my life is play towards healing, helping people get there by just giving them a 20-minute tangible experience, you know? It's Um, almost a little bit like Florence Scoville Shin, right? Where I don't know if you've ever read any of her works. She talks about like already acting as though you already have what you want and then it will actually manifest in the physical. Mm -hmm. Like if you pretend that you are already successful or wealthy or happy and healthy, and if you bring that vibration up, that frequency up, then at some point in the physical, it will actually match you and it will manifest in this third dimensional world. That's exactly what it is. I feel what the challenge is with that is you have to be open-minded to come and sit for an experience like that. And if you aren't and you have that, you either might dismiss the experience or be waiting for it to play out Hmm. exactly how we created it. And that's not how that works. We're just chucking that energy ball out there and just saying, universe, give it to me. This is the vibe I'm going for. Mm -hmm. And just letting it unfold, you know. Well, Quantum Improv, we have to get you some better marketing and promote that. (laughs) Make that a household. Right. (laughs) I love it. so hokey and so good all at the same time. (laughs) I love it. So Amy, out of all the different psychedelic journeys that you have experienced, was there one in particular that was especially mystical or memorable or maybe more challenging that you want to share? I did. You know, we talked about earlier how I said, you don't go on a trip just on a Saturday night because there's nothing else to do. I sort of went on a trip on a Saturday night because there was nothing else to do. (laughs) Not exactly. I got COVID. My whole household had it. It was really, really sick. And for me, part of my recovery, I stayed up for like 36 hours straight. I Hmm. couldn't get to sleep. I started to feel better. My husband started to feel better. I had been reading throughout my illness the Sophia Code. I was like, I'm so into this right now so into it. And I wanted to feel something different. And I am go big or go home always, all the time. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought after being sick and reading this really cool metaphysical (laughs) scripture book here, why not go on a big ass trip? I took an awful lot. I took like a 0.5 big trip and it was really challenging. My eyes were open and I was seeing the fractals and I was seeing not that happy, sunny world outside the glass, right? There is darkness to life. Mm. There is challenges. There's some really deep pain. And I was sitting with that for a good three or four hours. It wasn't bad. I didn't cry. I could see the darker aspects of Mm -hmm. life in that as well. What was coming up for you? What were you being shown? I was seeing dark aspects of people. There's no good and bad in the Amy world, but there is positive and negative 
attributes. And I was really seeing a focus on the negative attributes, and I saw them as physical darkness in things that I looked at. I looked over at my spouse, and I could see like his face melting, and I wasn't scared. It was just haunting, very haunting. And it was more of a feeling. It was seeing darker aspects of my life experience, choices I have made in my own path that didn't lead to what I perceived as the right outcome, but actually seeing how some of those dark choices, some of those difficult things that I have experienced are all integrated. They are all part of the whole. So coming out of that trip that felt a little scary, a little overwhelming, I looked out and I was seeing darkness in the trees. I don't know if they were demons or birds or whatever it was. And going from being afraid of that or being very leery of that to just saying that exists and part of this experience that exists and seeing those kind of aspects of myself that if I didn't experience or go through them, I wasn't going to be who I was today. Although I was sort of very scared in the moment, very uneasy. As the trip lessened, I had a different appreciation for those things that they're just part of the whole. And even the darkness can create light, has a great way actually of doing that. You can't swim up till you hit rock bottom. That's sort of true. There are some just really deep parts of the soul of our ocean that you can't breathe under. But when you surface, you're like, now I know why life up here is so good. You know? Do you think that you experienced ego death? Perhaps I did. That's a tough one because it's one of those experiences you read about other people having. I've had mm-hmm. an ego death. Along the way, little bits of my ego have fallen off. And as someone who was big for a very long part of her life, it was nice to have a bit of an ego. It was nice to feel good about myself after so many years of not having that, of being out of touch with that part of who I am. So I built it up and then I just realized it's all part of it. And again, I think that experience, as dark as it was in the moment, was a bit of that ego death. Was there a specific psychedelic experience that helped to jumpstart your weight loss? Because you talked about that a couple of times, just about that you were very heavy and then you lost weight and now you're healthier. Was it a psychedelic experience that helped you to move in that direction? So yes and no. Where I was much bigger was my 30s, early 40s. I'm 53 now, maintained a decent weight loss in that time. When I had that out-of-body experience, not on drugs, mm-hmm. not on anything prior to that, right? I lost a lot of weight. Like over two years, I lost 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. It came from that out-of-body, that angelic thing. It brought me back. And being in the here and now helped me lose weight, helped me see things, led me toward 
plant medicine, but it didn't kickstart that. Talk to me a little bit more about this out-of-body experience. Obviously, I know it wasn't psychedelic-induced, but what happened? (laughs) Um, It was the end of August in 2019, just sitting on the couch with my spouse. We're watching television, and all of a sudden, I wasn't there anymore. It was a daytime this thing happened, and I heard a voice in my head that was deep and it was booming and it said metatron no idea who that was i was like what is a transformer talking to me like what's happening did not know who that was at all and he was showing a lot of hand gestures and i didn't see his face i just saw a lot of his hands knew that that's what it was he had in his hands like this big blowing ball and as he pulled his hands apart he was showing me sort of this hierarchy of people who get it like you would see indigenous people very close to this ball and then you might span out and I could see like pagan folk and just further and further and I think he was trying to tell me Mm. that experiencing this world as close as you can and loving all of those things is as close to source as you can get in this lifetime. Wow. And the further you get away from that, and I won't crash on anyone's religious beliefs, but there were some that were brought into that picture that were very removed from source because they're seeing it by very specific set of rules and the do's and do nots. And then the next thing that he showed me was he had his hands like this and he lifted them up and all these watches fell down. It it was sort of like time is on top. It's not linear. It's everywhere going all Mm. at once. Mm. And it was me flying through space, seeing all these swirls and things around me for a really long time. I felt like I was out of my body for hours and it was less than four minutes. My husband was like, you're just sitting on the couch with your mouth open. Are you okay? And I'm like, I guess so. I got up and started making dinner and I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Did that just happen? And then I started really getting into energy work. That's what's like, oh, I need to learn Reiki. I need to do something because I want to f- retap that energy. I want to find that again. That was such an amazing experience. Oh my and God, that's that incredible. It- yeah. Well, Metatron is an archangel for anyone who's listening or watching who may not know. As Amy okay. said, it, it does sound like it's from some sort of Transformers movie, <laughs> the, the name. Yeah. And it sounds like it's made up, but there really is a Metatron that is is one of the archangels. Oh my God, that story is incredible. I mean, that's like even more fantastical than you actually being on a psychedelic journey. <laughs> it really was. Moments. So, so can I ask you... Have you ever had a psychedelic journey where some of your past lives were shown to you or that they came through? So, yes. One of the trips that I had, I looked over to my husband and we were outside 
I looked over at him and I saw his face change five or six times. Mm. I saw him as a woman. I saw him as a man. I saw him as different people in my life. I could see it change because of the period clothing. But what was so amazing in that experience is the eyes never changed. The Mm. eyes were always the eyes that I know. It was such a beautiful and moving experience. Wow. He's just someone I know. We've done so much soul work on earth together. And I Mm -hmm. got to see some of that. I got to see that in his face. I also did a smaller trip with a friend. And I had a very similar experience with her. I was looking at her and I could see her in her indigenous form, her hair and everything, but the eyes were still um, Mm. the same. It's amazing when those things happen because you're not trying for them. Right. Was there anything with your past lives that came through at all? Like the other incarnations that you have been previously? No. Whenever I have a past life regression, it always takes me to like Egypt or off planet or anything like I haven't had anything that's specific to me. I got something from my last life, like a male London, England area. He was all into the occult. He was all into those types of sciences. He was brought into different situations to help explain that kind of stuff i saw that clear as day i saw my death but that was a writing experience that was something in meditation wait so in meditation you said you saw your death meaning your death in this lifetime my death from that prior lifetime where i was i call him the professor because that's all i can think to refer to him as but i saw his death in a meditation once wow. that just again came out of nowhere and that's the only tangible past life thing i have had for myself other than mm. when i've gone and had regressions but neither one through tripping or psychedelic at all so amy throughout the eight to nine magic mushroom journeys that you've done how are you able to kind of reintegrate into this 3d world So I know you said you started to hone in and really focus on your psychic intuitive abilities, Mm -hmm. but was there somebody that you started talking to, like a therapist, or did you find a community of people? How did you start to integrate what you had learned and the downloads that you had received from all the different journeys that you were on? (laughs) I think, yes, all of those things have happened. (laughs) I have taken a lot of classes a lot of like trying to understand more i've spoken to spiritual healers as counselor just hearing what they say and also being brave slash stupid enough to just open my own business let it all come together under one roof and i think that's been part of the journey too, like being in a place where you're helping others, healing others, talking to people, playing cards, doing all of those things. It just keeps you plugged into all of that. So integration to me feels like 
It's a slow process. It is whatever you want to take from that experience and making it your own. That was a big thing I think I struggled with at first in the psychedelic experiences that this inspired me to learn this next new thing. And then this next new thing, I had to do it to the letter of the law. And I would put all my energy and focus into that. And I couldn't get all the parts of it. And it would be discouraging. And then I started thinking things like, I only need to take from that experience the things that I really like, the things Mm. that resonate for me. Mm. And I started to be able to use this grab bag of information to shape me. So that's how I integrate. I take what pleases me. I take what resonates. I take the learnings and try to apply them to my life now. We'll have a trip. I'll feel like we're all connected and all of that stuff. And then I get into the world and somebody's behind me blaring their horn at me. And it's hard to remember that we're all connected. And so when I have that trip and have that understanding that's what I bring back I just pull from it what I'm meant to have Mm. and that has made it so much easier for me it's taken the pressure off of me having to feel like I'm one person on the front side of the trip and have to be somebody else on the other side there's parts of your trip you don't remember until you do and you're like oh I get it now like Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing I really appreciate you saying that. You're probably one of the first people that actually said that during your integration that you pick and choose what feels right for you, that you don't necessarily feel like you have to be so restricted or constricted in any way from the information that you receive or the downloading of the messages that you get. So I really appreciate you saying that. I hadn't really even thought of it in that way because I don't know if your personality is like this. I mean, I think we both have that, you know, go big or go home mentality. Like I'm an all-in person. Like if I'm passionate and really interested in something, I mean, I jump in with both feet. I don't even really look. I just do it. Mm -hmm. That gives me something to process actually that it's okay to choose what feels and what resonates for you and what feels good for you at that time because later on, it may come back to you some of the other things that you maybe did not focus on at that time. Right. Right. I fully believe that. Like when you say you go into that and nothing you experience is not anything that you didn't bring into it, Mm -hmm. you might be connecting to something outside of yourself because that's that big world that's way, way, way out here where we can be more connected and we can be less fired up about things and, There's so many souls on earth right now having experiences that I don't think the medicine could hand you something and be like, that's the way it is. This is the thing you need to follow on the other side of that. Right. We're all part of that. So just let what needs to come to you come to you in that moment and the rest will reveal itself or not. Like maybe it's just not part of this experience for you. Mm. Those are such thoughtful words. It's such a thoughtful message because it it really lifts the pressure off of you. Mm -hmm. Hearing you say that, it kind of alleviated some of the pressure that I put on myself because everybody, if they're on a spiritual path and a spiritual journey, 
you do get to a point sometimes where you do put a little pressure on yourself. You're like, oh, I'm not as further along as I think I should be. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really comparing yourself to other people, but just yourself. Like, I feel like I should be further along in this path in some way. So that's really helpful to even hear that kind of message. Oh, I hope it helps you. And I hope your listeners take that to heart too. It's an important part of it is to not think that it has to be just so. This has been such a fun conversation. You've been so open and sharing your experiences is really going to help so many people. And thank you again for taking time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. It was joyful for me as well. I found my people that like to talk about this stuff. So I'm happy to do it. You can't always talk about these things to your coworkers around the water cooler. They're just not all going to get it. They're not there yet. They'll get there. Bless well, their hearts. Fully, well, we are fully, as Chelsea will say, our friend, our mutual friend, Chelsea, Yes. We'll say we are fully out of the spiritual closet and we are not going back in. (laughs) Nope. No No way. (laughs) Well, thank you again. And I hope to actually see you in person when I come up to Saratoga Springs at some point soon. I got a big hug waiting for you. Yeah, me too. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Your support means a lot to me, so please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so let me know what resonates for you. Until next time, take care.